enjoy treating your customers like a piece of shit because that's how I felt when I went to the Alamo Draft House. Okay? You know what? I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to text in your little crappy-ass theater. It was too f***ing dark in that place for me to find my seat, all right? I was using my phone as a flashlight to get to my f***ing seat. So excuse me for using my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. I was not aware that I couldn't text in your theater, all right? I've texted in all the other theaters in Austin, and no one ever gave a fuck about what me I was doing in my fucking phone, all right? And it was on silent. It wasn't on loud. It wasn't bothering anybody. You guys, obviously, were being assholes to me, and I'm sure that's what you do, you know, to rip people off. You take my money, and then you throw me out. You know, I will never be... Coming back to your Alamo Draft House or whatever, I'd rather go to a regular theater where people are actually polite. And, it, you know, I'm going to tell everyone about how you are. And I'm pretty sure you guys are being on purpose. So thanks for making me feel like a customer. Thanks for taking my money. Deadass, serious, I would hate me too. Look at me. Think he is. This nigga don't even crease his air forces. What the f? Shut the f up, you lying. Top 20 countdown, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Razor sharp, Hotsu. Radio Pass, Hotsu. When the sun. You was coming, but you've been hiding behind 
For these things, worked for them, and sought a place where they had a better chance of becoming real. For generations, Brockton has welcomed those seeking something better. From those who came in search of opportunity to today's multicultural population that makes us the most diverse community in all of New England. Brockton is a place where homes are more affordable, communities closer, where a strong and talented workforce fuels the success of businesses big and small, and the vision of a more diverse and equitable America is being realized every day. It's where ideas take root, businesses grow, Communities thrive. New beginnings unfold. And the promise of a better life is kept. Brockton, Massachusetts. Where better begins.
Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth, drafting the circuits, three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk?
All right, your boy Sinister One broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are watching the booth. My second guest, Clay McKenzie, he's already in the waiting room. He's ready to get on this show, but we got my first guest here. We've also got to thank my listeners from last week, my viewers from last week, my guests from last week, Susie Q. Shaw, Shaw Consulting. She came on here last week, held it down. Big props to her for coming on the show. Also tonight, I'm going to be joined by the first guest in the upper left-hand corner, Morgan E. Hawk, battle rapper, and Rift Anime Clay McKenzie is going to be on for the second half of the show. And before I got into the show tonight, y'all saw, you know, I, I like to share little funny clips before we go live. And um, that shimmy shimmy old dirty bastard, them kids killed it. Um, that is now part of my show intros. I, I, you know, I flip my intros every week and do something different. So that is now added to rotation. Um, I got to get into my sponsors. Also, uh, Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics. This is the guy. I'm a big gamer. I'm on Xbox all the time. New Call of Duty came out, <clears throat> and we're gaming. New stuff on Game Pass, we gaming. Well, if your controller drifts or breaks or whatever, this is the guy to send it out to. 24 hours, 48 hours, you're back to gaming. Lifetime warranty puts a little sticker inside. If, you're, if your controller sticks or drifts again, you send it right back out to him. He fixes it for nothing, sends it right back to you. Um, he's been able to revive controllers from the dead for me. This dude, Michael Douglas Beretta, is real good. Keep him out. Check him out. MDB Electronics. Also, 494,000 streams. Viana Marie. Let's push them to 500,000. Get up on there. Listen to her music. Viana Marie's library. 494,000 streams. The latest project. It's personal, but she's got a new Christmas project coming out called Pure Joy. With a single featuring Travis Partington once again from Oscar Mike Radio. Also, Viana Marie and let's see what we got. Also, we're trying to get best collab with Infamous Mob BBM for a little bit different. So we're trying to get that done for the New England Hip Hop Award. We want to make sure to nominate them for that for the best collabo. Also, Tactical Target Systems. When you see me at the range and you see them crazy life size zombie targets, because you know I have a fear of the zombie apocalypse, and, I, and you know I, I want to be Rick Grimes. I don't want to be that black dude in the first five minutes of the film getting killed. I want, I want to be the guy holding it down and last at least at least three or four seasons. You know, that that's me. I want to last three or four seasons. Also, um, I love Boston sports. These are the shirts that I have that you could possibly win in the chat. We got a lot of people in the chat, too. Um, Kimberly Ann, Empowerment Photography. Ladies, if you want to get some photos done, get put into a nice, comfortable setting. Take some sexy photos. Kimberly Ann, Empowerment Photography. There's my artist, Viana Marie. Right there on the left-hand side. And Underwatch, Protective Services, Mobile Foot Patrol, Armed Guards, Unarmed Guards, Event Security, and Private Security. Um, reach out to them if you need that. And we're gonna, before we get into the news booth, I've got my first guest right up here with me. And um, I'm going to let him, I'm going to introduce him and get him on. He's actually looking down. He must be watching. You there, Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> I got Morgan E. Hawk with me on tonight. And Clay McKenzie, I know you're in the um, waiting room, so if you're watching the show, man, um, please hang tight. And he's going to be our second guest for tonight. And um, Morgan, introduce yourself. Let these people know who you are, man. Uh, okay. So I'm a little bit of everything. 
I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a rapper. I'm a celebrity. I'm a book writer. I'm a movie writer. And I'm a... I have so many things that I lost count. <laughs> and oh my god, my dog Jupy is trying to steal this show. Oh, here. and I'm a dog lover, except the Chihuahuas. <laughs> I don't like Chihuahuas. I don't like Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas mm -mm. are mean. Jupy is a is a rescue. We rescued her during actually COVID. Um, Pause in New England um, is where we got her from. So if you're looking to adopt a dog, Pause in New England is a great place. And I'll just let you guys know. Um, they ain't, they ain't playing. They don't take no shenanigans. Um, oh, hold on a second. Open the door. <laughs> Trying to go out. Oh, but yeah, like she, uh... Um, so they, they, well, the, the pause for New England, I just going to mention this real quick. Pause for New England. They do a serious background check. Um, this was during COVID. They actually did a zoom with me and had me do a walk around of my house. <laughs> Um, they had me do a walk around of the backyard and everything because they didn't want, you know, she's a pit bull. So they didn't want her to go to a home where she's going to be, you, you know, used for bad stuff or, you know, breeding and all that stuff. So they did a thorough check. Um, I had to provide um, hot worm for my previous dogs to show that I get the hot worm and rabies and stuff done or else I would have been denied. So, you know, big shout out to Paws for New England. And um, oh, paperwork. yeah, paperwork. yeah, yeah. So they, you know, pause for New England. So if you're looking for a pet, um, you're trying to do a rescue, and you're looking for a reliable company, companion, they're, they're the ones to deal with. So Morgan E. Hawk is on the show with me, and um, I see Clay McKenzie is in the chat. Clay, if you can drop your drop your links in the chat before you come on, that'd be great. Uh, Clay McKenzie is going to be coming on here in in in, in seven thirty. So. What is your main focus? What is your main focus? What is your main the main thing you do out of all the stuff you just mentioned to? My main focus is being uh well, I am a celebrity, so that don't count. But uh all around performer. So like I know a lot of people see celebrities and they think, oh, this is all fun. But let me tell you how well. It's not what you see on the TV. It's not. It's a lot of bullshit. And what really sucks is it's all about the money. I have worked so hard and I've worked so many. I haven't even got paycheck. Not one paycheck. So mm -hmm. that's what a lot of it is. You think that when you see Dave East collaborating live with Lil Wayne, so you think it's fun, right? Because it's fun. But how do you think those two got there? Money. So that's what it really comes down to. Money. My company wants me to collaborate with these guys, but I can't collaborate with them until the money comes out. And if the money don't come out, then I don't work. So the money pays for transportation. Money pays for my show. Money pays for the performance. But without the money, I can't show up. That's what it really comes down to. So besides that, I do a lot of local shows. I got coming. I got one coming up in Ludlow, Massachusetts. I'm not performing, but I'm going to be there. My company is going to do it. Um, next year, I am going to be touring. So, yeah. Um, I do a lot of local shows in Rhode Island. Okay. We'll have to keep an eye on You said December 
9th, I think you told me off air that you, you were going to yeah, be out I'm this way, Ludlow, Mass. I'm going to be in Ludlow, Ludlow, Massachusetts on December 9th. Okay. Bill Atwood, I see you in the chat. Thanks for tuning in, man. Thank you for showing support. And um, again, we're interviewing Morgan E. Hawk here. He's a battle rapper. He's also done some um, script writing, film writing. Um, do you have any projects on tap right now that you're working on? Uh, not right now, but I got some in the making. Okay. It's okay. all what's about. Your... It's all about the money. But what's your, um, what's your genre of film that you're writing for? What What do you like to write for? Oh, uh, well, I'm more like a motivational, and uh, in a way, like uh, I can say it this way: like when I was in high school, most of the people were struggling. Me, oh, I was struggling. I was seeing my classmates, and they were seeing me, but deep down, there was something wrong with me. I didn't know it, and there was something wrong with me. But then when I discovered rap, I listened to DMX, Eminem, Young M.A., who, Young M.A., actually, I met Young M.A. I actually got to meet Young M.A. at a meet and greet before her show. And hmm. I said, you inspired me. And she said, oh, thank you. But I've seen Young M.A. two times. I've seen A Boogie with a Hoodie one time. I saw DMX one time. I saw Riff Raff one time. I saw Hollywood Undead one time. So I've always been a person that's never given up. And uh, I've lost a lot of people like many. I've lost a lot of people to drugs, a lot of people to the streets, a lot of people to prison. But you know what? I've, I myself am so loving and caring that I've always had their back and they've always had mine. And the surprising part is I was always outside doing what I do. I didn't even tell my mama because I didn't want her to worry. And mm -hmm. uh, the surprising part is I've never been arrested, never been arrested, never been court, never been jumped, never been set up. I've never, but I've always been hanging out with our homies for like since day one and we've we've been a solid team and I've always had their back when everyone else didn't I've always had it and it's funny because you you actually was referred to me um to speak to through um it was an M it was an MMA, MMA fighter who I rang announced for I'm trying to remember oh wait what you mean Matt the mangler yes Yes, the Mangler. Yeah, yeah. Mangler. yeah Matt Bassett. Matt Bassett. Yeah, yeah he actually Matt he Bissett. actually hit me up. You know, I've 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 actually been in the cage and announced Matt <laughs> many many of times. I've announced Matt coming to that cage, and um, yeah, kudos to him because Matt was the guy who said, "Hey, you know something? This is this is a good guy to have on your show." Um, you know, people people usually don't give people props, but you know me, this is my show. <laughs> The booth is yeah. my show. The booth is under Sinstorm Productions. I have on whoever I want so, on my show. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's more so, like I, I have done good. I've done bad. The one thing I'm really proud of is never giving up and always 
seeing people. And like, I've always said, all right, I'll see you around or I'll see you later. But like, some watchers are probably saying, well, weren't you ever worried about being maybe set up? I was like, no, I never was. Or what about going to court or prison? I was like, no, I never was. So like, I've hung out with people who've been there, yeah. But like, we would be at a pizza place or we would be at their house, like chilling. But it's just like a lot of people see me as me, but they'll judge me because they don't know me. But if the watchers give me a chance to explain myself, then all they hear is what they think they know. But if I can explain myself to you, you'll realize that I'm really not what they think because I'm really a, I'm more of a John Cena type of guy because like I'm motivational, I'm polite, and I want what's best for you. So your life might be kind of messed up, but my life was already, already messed up. I lived, I had a father who passed away when I was a baby. So mm -hmm. growing up, I didn't have a father in my life. I didn't have one. I grew up without a father. So it was really hard on me. And that was part of the problems with me. But then when I became an adult, I got into rap and I helped a lot of people along the way. And one of them has a family of his own. And I've never left his back. I've never left it. My mama would say, why are you hanging out with him? He's been to jail. I would tell her, I've always hung out with him. Even when he didn't want me to, I always hung out with him. I would pick up the phone every time he called. Because you really don't know when the last time you're going to see him is. You don't know. You, you really don't know when the time is going to come. I've lost a lot of people. I've lost too many. But mm. for me, as me, I'm still motivational. I'm still outgoing. And that ain't never going to change. I ain't never worried. <clears throat> as far as the future goes, I, as far as like prison goes, the only way I would end up in there is to pick my friend up. As far as that goes, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because I'm positive. You always want to stay positive now. I've had dark days, yeah, but I've, I've conquered them. And... um. I'm really proud of myself for staying in it. Right, right. And you know, it, it's funny you talk about that because, you know, sometimes what happens is when people choose a certain type of lifestyle, you know, there's always that one or two people who are in that group who are living their life a certain way, the straight and narrow path. And I can kind of, I can kind of relate to that. You know, I grew up, um, you know, with good grades but, you know, I, I hung around with, with people who, you know, they had to do what they had to do, you know. And sometimes people be like, yo, why are you hanging with us, man? You you got a good job, this, 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 this. You know, there, there were times where people would say to me, yo, we got to go handle some shit. Um, they want to go home. You know what I'm saying? And what, exactly. that, what, that, what that's about. That's about that's about respect, man. That's what you got to realize. That's about that's 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 about respect. That that's letting you know how much respect that that person has for you. Um, to where they don't if they don't want you involved in their grime, that's respect. That's not that's not downing and, you in any way. That's not exactly. clowning you in any way. That's respect. 
because they recognize who you are as a person. person who I respect the most. So they would go out and do dumb shit and get arrested. But you know what? They've never done it with me. Never with me. So we would be respectful to each other. So that's exactly what I'm feeling. Like he could have got me involved. Yeah. But you know what? He would send me home every time. He would drop me off at the house every time. And I would say, I'll see you around. Yeah, I'll see you around. But then I get a call. He's locked up. But you know what? I was still at my house. I wasn't there. Was, I wasn't around that. Why? Yeah. Because he respects me. He didn't right. want me he to be there. You. And it's, he and it's weird. And it's, and it's weird. And it's weird like that. You know, I, and, I, and I'll tell a quick story. I was, I was a manager. And I can't, I don't, I don't want to say where I worked. I don't, I don't want to really tell her, but I, I worked. Okay. So I worked at a place where they hired a lot of guys that had just got out of jail. I was a manager and I had a guy who ended up, you know, becoming an assistant manager. You know, he, he did, he did good. He worked his way up. You know, he was, he got back in with his girl. Things were going nice. And then one weekend, I come back from, from one weekend after work, and then my boss pulls me aside and shows me cameras, and he said, he shows me that this, this my new assistant manager was, you know, helping a, a, a friend. I say, I don't want to get this. I don't want to bring it all out. And let's see, how can I wear this? What's he the was helping, story? He, he was helping a friend steal some stuff from, from, from where we worked. And he ended up getting fired and it pissed me off. I was angry. Cause I'm like, yo bro. I'm like, you know, you was on the come up. You had a good job. You, you had a title for yourself. You were supporting your family. Why, why throw this all? Why do this? Why throw this all away? He's like, cause me and my boy, we, we was, we was in jail together and, 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 and we went through some stuff you wouldn't understand. And I was like, but you know what I'm saying? It's weird. That street life is weird. It, it, you know, you'll you'll it show all this weird. respect. You'll show all it this respect to people who who you know. You'll show respect to people like this, but then you'll throw your life and career, whatever way, to keep that respect to somebody who got you where you were, where you shouldn't have been. To, you know what I'm saying? It's weird that that street life it's stuff is strange. crazy. Like my mom, she really didn't like Brandon. But she never really got to know him like I did. I've known this kid since middle school. I've known him all his life. And why? Because I've known him all his life. So I really wasn't worried about him. I knew that if he was going to go to that place, I knew he'd be fine. Because he's fine. He's living in Florida. He's got a son. He's got a daughter. And I've always had his back. Mm. I've always been that number one homie. But yeah, he's not, my mom was more afraid. Okay, my son's hanging out with him. The one thing I don't want is a phone call saying my son's been arrested. But that's why she still never got it. Why? Because it's never happened. Because my friends dropped me off at home. They do it without me being around. Respected you. They respected you. Yep. And then and that and that and that and people some people don't understand that dynamic with street life, but there is. There is that dynamic of street life where People can people can be the dirtiest thugs of all, but they can have respect for a certain person um, and make sure they're not in this shit. Um, and 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 that and that says a lot. Um, real quick, let's talk about because we're at seven twenty. Um, talk about again where you're gonna be on December 9th. Uh, okay. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna be at Ludlow, Massachusetts, with my company 
TBL Takeover Battle League. I know I said that really, really fast. So Takeover Battle League is my rap company. And uh, we go by the name of Hawk Crew, H-A-W-K Crew. And uh, I had uh, Instagram. That's E-H-A-W-K, H-A-W-K, G-A-N-G. That's my personal Instagram. So if you want to book me for uh, shows, for speaking events, for anything, absolutely anything, if you want to book it, just contact me and I'll get you the information to my company. And then my company will talk to you. And if everything goes well, we'll show up. And speaking of battle rap, uh, Kevin Jeffries, big shout out to Kevin Jeffries. Happy hour with Lito. He covers battle rap out there in his area of Ohio. And, you know, battle rap is one of those things. I've, I've been That's lucky enough. That's funny how you said Ohio. That's funny how you said Ohio because I got fans in Ohio that found me. On my first Instagram known as e Crazy White Boy. I know that's a big name, but it was such a big name that I had fans in Ohio. I got fans in California. I got fans in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Ohio. Yeah. So multiple states I had fans. And then one day I would go in and it got hacked. But you know what? That didn't stop me. So um, DM me on my Instagram. DM me on my Facebook for anything. And like I said, um, we can talk. And as soon as long as my company is okay with it, we'll show up. So December 9th, I'm not sure if I, I... I know we have an event on December 8th that we've been promoting on this show that Vianna Marie is performing at. Um, it's the uh, Boom Squad Radio. That's on December 8th. I don't think I have anything on the 9th. If I don't, maybe I will try to make it out to Ludlow and, and show you some support and see some battle rap and go on. But I want to thank yeah, you for we, coming uh, on the show, man, and hanging out with us. No problem. And um, again, uh, social media, Instagram... YouTube, right? Uh, yeah. So yep, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a... I already sent you a screenshot or a link to my Instagram. I okay. inboxed it to you. Okay. Well, so, if you can, I've got a lot of people in this chat right now. If you can drop it in the chat on... Uh, okay, on, I'm going to drop the, it in, in the, the chat, chat and Facebook. I'm going to inbox it to you. And then that yep. way you can pass it to them. Sounds good. That works. Once you put in the comments, they'll see it in the comments anyway. So what we're going to do is going to take a quick break. I want to thank Morgan E. Hawk for coming on. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to get my next guest on here, Rift Animes. Woohoo! Clay McKenzie, he's going to talk about that New York Comic Con. And uh, we're going to be right back after this. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, M, M. What? 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 Yeah, see, I ain't never been betrayed by an enemy. That shit is only ever come from them same friend to me They soul is black so gonna fall on my back of energy I feel the drain through all the pain depletes in its entirety It's piracy and any thought of reconciling's blind to me You were my people that I chose, you were my family And didn't realize what you had, your bad need clarity Because respect is something earned, you can't use bribery You thought I was a sheep and I would fall in line But a real bitch tell it like it is, that's fast, this here's my time Y'all out here out your ever loving you had no idea the kind of storm of shit you were fine If you've forgotten, we can go ahead and press rewind Receipts is never something from me, never fall behind I didn't come and no one crazy, you showed your behind Cause I never come for folks, but for you, I'll make the time Real life, real life, real life 
It's your boy Black C. Let me talk to him, B. Check. Listen, is you living well? Scratch that. Is you living real? Tell me what your grind like. Do it pay the bills? Just overlooking the field or do you play for real? Cause look, I'm trying to build. I ain't got time to chill. It's going down. Avalanche hotter than the volume. I'm seasoned. Zatarans. They so in love with the cocoa. Put a star on they head, they tone Romo. Give them the glow, they some hurts for the hype. Not just lyrics that I write. Put my soul through this mic. Like a breeze, way I blow through. Want it bad as you breathe? Gotta go harder than most do. Feel the plan if you don't plan to fail. At any given moment, could blow just like a loaded shell. Where we from ain't just the weather that's cold. To make it here, you need skin thick as wallaby souls. Now keep green. Alright, man, if y'all was banging on that beat, yo, that was last uh-huh. thing. That was a collabo <clears throat> between Viana Marie and Black Sea. I, I was actually thinking about uh-huh. nominating that shit right there for collabo of the year, but we had to go with the one that came out this year, which was a little bit different with her infamous mob, but Viana Marie on that last project, it's personal. She had some collabos that was just <laughs> punch you in your face type of collabos. <laughs> hey, I got to thank Morgan E. Hawk for coming on the show. He was just hanging out with us. My second guest is on with me before we get into the news booth. And hey, Drafting the Circuit season finale is live tonight after the booth at 830. We're going to be closing down the race season. F1 ended last week. We got a lot to talk about, but my second guest is on here. He was on here before. Rift Anime's Clay McKenzie. You, I, I seen this dude in the summertime over here at the park. There was an event. He was there with his book, his graphic novel. But I got him back on here because I wanted him to talk about some of these things that he's been doing and going. And my man was able to go to New York Comic Con, man. What's up? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What's going on, Brody? Oh, man. Shit. You've been all over the place. You've been holding it down. You've been grinding. I've been real envious because when you get to go to these comic book shows and be vendors there, you get to see all them special coming attractions and things like that they be showing. And you get to meet up with all these other people that are there. Um, New York Comic Con is one of the biggest. Boston is 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 big too. Boston's Comic Con is no joke. So isn't Rhode Island. Um, yeah, the no. Northeast is, is killing it. And I've always said, if I had my chance, I want to go out to California. Um, and I, yeah. I, I think we're looking to maybe try to go out there. I think it's, it's next year, or the year after, um, uh, the new Dragon Ball Z movie is supposed to be unveiled at the California comic con. And I, I would love to just see the premiere of a, of a Dragon Ball Z movie at the comic con. It's gotta be, it's gotta be like next level. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, those Dragon Ball Z movies are no joke. So you ain't lying about that, bro. Yeah, and, and coming out of COVID, there was a Dragon Ball Z movie that had opened up here for the first time in America. And I remember telling people, I forget what movie it was going up against. And somebody was like, oh, we're coming out of COVID. You know, Godzilla had killed it. There was a couple of movies that killed it. But somebody was like, oh, this movie's going to kill it this week. I'm no, no, it's not. And it was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm like, Dragon Ball Z is about to kill everything opening up this weekend. They was like, no way. They were like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm just telling you right now. You have no idea how big the fan base is. 
for Dragon Ball Z. And sure enough, when that Dragon Ball Z movie opened here in America, killed it. Killed everything. Wiped, it yeah. Was, it, was, it wiped everything off the plate. It was the thing. <laughs> for like two weeks. It, I, I remember we yeah. saw it in Randolph at IMAX, and it was the first show was sold. It was sold out quick. Quick. <laughs> That's Dragon Ball Z for you. It's number one hit. Yep. Yep. So like, we got a lot of good like, stuff coming Barry. up, man. But what's it been like, man? You all summer you've been grinding, man. You've been going to these awards. What's up? Tell us about it. Yo, man, it's definitely been a journey of growth. I've definitely learned a lot about business and like a lot about art, a lot about just everything. Like I feel like this entire journey has definitely expanded my knowledge on on this stuff and like I've managed to make some really good connections over at Comic Con. I can't speak on too much right now, but of course, of course, I managed to land some. I managed to I managed to land some really solid connections that really helped me uh open my eyes to the next level of this stuff. So we're just doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff right now, and uh, we got some really, really super dope stuff for planned for the spring. That's good. That's good. I'm glad, and I'm glad to hear that because you know. One of those things about going to the Comic Cons and hosting these Comic Cons and stuff is the networking. Networking is is one of the biggest parts of the Comic Cons. And, um, you know, I'm I'm glad to see that you were able to get out there, get it in. And it's funny because every time I go to the barber shop and um, your book is there. <laughs> your three books are there <laughs> at the barber shop. So it cracks me up to see them there. And um, I, you know, we're, we're all kind of proud of you. We're like, we're like proud of this. We're like, hey, this kid was coming in here selling his comic book at the barber shop, and you know, we laugh about it. And it's like, but that's good. He's doing it. You know, he's doing his thing. It's not like some of these kids who come in and get their haircuts, and the next thing you know, you're at their funeral. <laughs> you know, so yeah, very, very, and that's and that's just facts of the hood. You know, that's for you know, that's how it's it is. Truth. That's just facts. So um, um, for you, it's good stuff. Um, like you said, you, you know, you really can't talk about that, some of the networking things, but what was the, what was the, one of the biggest takeaways you took from this experiences that you've had over the summer by attending these comic cons? Yo, if I could be honest with you, Keith, the biggest thing I learned is you want to get someone who knows what they're doing on whatever task you need done particularly for your brand so for example like um sometimes it's good to just um i feel like a lot of um starting up entrepreneurs they'll think that they're superman and they'll try to do their own marketing they'll do their own everything they'll wear all the different hats and i feel like there comes a point in every young entrepreneur's career where they have to realize okay maybe i'm not as good at this as someone else who i could maybe hire to do it for me and realizing that has really i feel like took in my brand to the next level like finding where i fit in with riff and then getting other people to fit in places where i really don't fit in that well i just mm. wanted you know back <clears throat> probably back in the summer i'll even say as really back as then my i was under the impression like okay i can probably just do all this because I'm Superman, but no, that's not the case. Nobody's Superman. And, you know, I feel like I was really glad to learn that because um, it really helped me out in the long run. I'm glad I managed to learn that. And the good thing is, and let's be real, the good thing is that not just that you learned it, the good thing is, is that 
you accepted it. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they'll learn stuff, but they won't accept it. They won't, they won't, they won't let others do it. And you know, we're, I'm going through that right now with, um, we're seeing a lot of success with my, with this podcast that I co-produced called Oscar Mike radio. And you know, some of the uh. stuff that we're doing with that show <clears throat> is because I reached out to Travis and there were some things I felt, you know, we, we want to change. And I knew that he was very hands-on. He loved this project, but I watched one of his episodes and he spoke very openly about himself and some of his things. And I'm like, wow, that gave me the opening to approach him. And he took my advice yeah. and he was a little, he was a little leery, but he took the advice and boom, it, it we haven't stopped. We haven't stopped uh-huh. since then. Um, so I get what you're saying. Sometimes it's just certain things. And, and it's nice because the things that this other person or whoever is focusing on for you, now you can focus on, like you said, you can focus on those things you like and don't have to worry about those other things behind the scene. You don't have to worry about getting to the hotel after an event and be tired, but still have to yep. send out 200 emails to somebody. You know what I'm saying? So you got a guy for it now. You, exactly. You know, and that, that's, that's the best thing, the best kind of feeling. But like I said, the best thing here is that you accepted it. That's, that's yeah. where that's where some people fail. They they don't accept it. You know? Yeah, they don't accept that. I agree you. with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think um I think that's the number one thing that makes most young entrepreneurs end up failing and quitting on themselves because they feel like since they aren't Superman that they're just no good. There's a balance on it, you know. Like you're somewhere you're somewhere in the middle there. Like you're not necessarily <clears throat> Superman, but you're not necessarily dirt either. Like. You have to find out what you're good at in your business and then do that. And if that even just means just funding it, sometimes it just be that. But, you know, it's just certain things. It's better if you leave it to someone who's more professional than you. Because at the end of the day, just like how you were saying with your boy there, um, how you guys kind of collabed on a podcast and how it's way more dope, it's because you need people, you know? Like, you need people no matter what industry you're in because that's just going to always bolster it because you know especially something like riff riff is just a narrative that i'm trying to give to the people and once i started realizing it that way it it, i feel like that helped it go to the next level as well because i feel like a long for the longest time i made riff like a me thing and you know in a way it always will be a me thing but the reality of it is my goal is to get riff to the people you know what i mean and without the people riff is nothing so it's just as simple as that without fans or nothing it's just on the ground and you know what's funny? And I'm just gonna put you out here right now. I'm gonna tell you, we had you on just before the summer, and I could tell you right now, I'm speaking with you right now, and this is no bullshit. I can hear the growth in your voice. Wow. I can, I can, I can. And if if anybody watched the show with Clay before, what I what the big differences I see in you right now, and about your rift. Is your confidence right? And that, wow, and, thank and you. I, and that and that's that's something I see because you've recognized you've now put what you needed to put into play, and you're confident about where you're going and what you're doing, and and you can hear it in your voice. And you you can watch it. You can go back and watch your first interview with me, and watch your second interview with me, and you're gonna be like, holy shit! You're gonna realize it, even though you're watching yourself, mm. you are going to see that difference. 
between just your delivery, just your poise, just your professionalism. I'm, I'm your, your second interview with me, and I'm already seeing it, and I already know it. And like I said, wow. what you're oozing right now is 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 that confidence, <clears throat> and that's and that's key. That's key. Um, being at these comic book conventions and stuff, what was your biggest? Did you have any fanboy moments this year? Um, no fanboy moments. Oh, I didn't damn. get to run into anyone. No, I didn't get to run into anyone just yet. I uh, but but one thing that was really dope when I went there. So I went there with this group called Vivid Panel. They're uh, they're uh, this really awesome group of guys who uh, they're they're a bunch of independent comic book artists like myself. And you know I joined up with them to go over there to sell so I could sell riff alongside with their books. And it was t- out of twelve artists, I sold top three out of all twelve artists. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. That was definitely really awesome, and uh, that was uh, if I just just to put it lightly, that was me just getting warmed up. Like the next time I do something like that, I'm gonna definitely go way crazier. Right, right. Now, when you got done with that, was there things that you? Because I tell people this: if if you if you leave something and you find that there are things that you could have changed up and did differently, and you could put that in place for the next time, is that did you come away with something like that? Where you could say, man. Yes, man, absolutely. That's the okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely did. And I'm and I'm trying to just put it into execution now. Like uh I definitely feel like Riff's presentation can from the from that time at least could have definitely been a lot more professional. Like like how I came versus how I'm trying to come is just two different things. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm just building Riff up, you know, kind of in the shadows. I haven't really been posting on social <clears throat> media like that lately mm-hmm. um, for a reason, you know, and I'm planning on making a huge, huge noise sometime in the spring or summer. So just be on the lookout for that, guys. And that's about the right time because what we find, we find the same thing here with music and, and DJing and stuff. We find once this week of Thanksgiving hit, we find that a lot of people... They check out a lot of people once once Thanksgiving yeah. hits, a lot of people check out from a lot of things because and we see it in the workplace, you know, the conference calls get shortened uh, because more people are on vacation in these yeah. next couple of months. Um, people are thinking more about what they're going to buy for gifts in these next three weeks versus what they need to do at work. So a lot of people check out from from now until February. So usually, yeah, that's about a good time. Spring is about the time to, to, to kind of. Pick back in, and that's when your conventions really start to roll back around and start picking up speed. Um, so that's that's good to hear. Um, any thoughts? The last time I asked you, were you talking about bringing your comic to video? Um, were you able to make any connections with that? So I haven't made any connections with that, but I'm okay <clears throat> with that because the connections and the realizations that I did have over there have made me realize that Riff is actually not ready for that step yet. Oh, shit. Oh, I like it. Riff, oh. Riff is like not ready for that step that. yet. Yeah, I I want Riff to really have a strong foundation. And I feel like, if because with Riff, I'm trying to create a legacy, you know? And in order to create a good legacy, you have to have a good foundation. Otherwise, you're just a joke. You're just a clown, you know? And it's like, you can be a clown or you could be a real baller. So it's like, you want to make sure you have a good foundation and um, have a good, solid fan base. 
because if I just go to video with it, I feel like risk foundation is not strong enough because I'm trying to go up against the big dogs. You know what I mean? You can't just go up against the big dogs, no foundation. You're going to get knocked off your feet. <laughs> Man, you put the smile on my face. I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, damn, <laughs> da damn, yo, you, you know, you know what you need to and see. And, and a lot of a lot of brothers, a lot of people, look, a lot of people who start a business stuff, they don't. A lot of people are hard headed. A lot of people don't recognize the. I was too. The stuff they're not ready for. You know what I'm saying? There's some people yeah. who would say my project it's is true. ready for this. I don't care. I know it's ready for this, and this is where. Like you said, this is where people fail, putting themselves mm -hmm. into stuff that then they have no business putting this stuff for. in. They're putting the, they're putting they the wagon before the horse. Yep. The fact that you it's... acknowledge that and know that and you're aware, you're self-aware of that, that's where I'm going to keep watching you and hope for you to succeed because you're recognizing, you. you're recognizing things and accepting. This is, this, that's the key word, yeah. accepting. You're accepting <laughs> what you need to fix or what you're not ready for. Cause we see this. Yeah. We, I, I see this a lot in a lot of people, a lot of people out there. Um, they put that wagon before the horse. When COVID hit, everybody wanted to do podcasting. When COVID hit, everybody uh, wanted yeah, to be a it's podcaster. True, you're right. Everybody. And people was coming yeah. to me and I'm like, okay. Yeah. And people are like, can you get, help me get my podcast up? And I'm like, look, first of all, here's the thing. We ain't going to have COVID forever. And once COVID goes away, this is work. And I told everybody, out of all the people that came to me about podcasting during COVID, I have really only two shows. Of all mm. the people that I started producing, of all two shows, that's, that's probably 10% of, of all the people that hit me up and said that they wanted to do this, do that. Because at the end of the day, it's work. It's work. Right. When you get back it's to the easy. real world and work your nine to five job, you there's really you gotta it's work. And um mm -hmm. no a lot joke. of people didn't accept that. You know, we had a lot of people who had a podcast and then they wanted to spend two thousand dollars on merchandise to sell merchandise for a podcast you haven't even put out there yet and nobody's viewed yet. How are you gonna yep. sell merch? No foundation. <laughs> no type of foundation, but wanna go but wanna get the they wanna get the leaves before they get the roots. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's like it's me. I've been doing this podcast. I've been doing this show for a minute, and you know, I'm to the point now where I got people complaining, and in my inbox, like, "Yo, Keith, where's the hats? Where's the coffee mugs? Where's the my son's we need in inference? Where's the hoodies? Now I know. Okay, okay, y'all are bugging me for stuff. Now let me get this stuff because I wasn't gonna put yeah. it out there and not have it sell and not have it be. So now everybody's asking me for it. Okay, now I know I can support this merch. But if y'all don't buy it. I'm going to be upset, but I had, so I tested it. I, I bought beanies. I got a, I got a good deal on beanies and the beanies went so fast. I was like, Oh, Oh, so I know, I know a lot of people been in my inbox about hoodies <laughs> and I haven't gotten around to do it cause I've been super busy, but the hoodies are coming, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Acknowledging and knowing what you need and what you don't need is key to the success of your brand. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Is very crucial, and uh, you know, I've been just doing another thing. I definitely realized is, um, me myself, like as a person, like if I am not, if I don't give myself that personal foundation, then I'm not gonna be no help to Riff. And you know, kind of being the main guy of Riff, it definitely needs to be that I have a good foundation. So I've really just kind of 
took a step back and really tried to look at the bigger picture of Riff and see what objectively is the best move for it, you know, and like just try and take my personal feelings out of it. Really just look at it like, okay, what is going to get me to my goal? My feelings aside, because, you know, I feel like as as men, we we tend to let our feelings because, you know, we're we're logical creatures. So we'll let our feelings get in the way of what really needs to happen. Hmm. And and I feel like when you can and that's a skill, I feel like once you master that skill of taking your feelings out of it you just start to really realize stuff like it starts clicking to you and you'll realize it's always been in front of your face too sometimes like, and I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing, you know, when you're able, when you're able to do that. Nice. Good stuff, man. Glad to have you on. We're at seven forty-five, yeah, and um, I got to get ready to close out this show in a little bit with the last bit of topics. I got to blow out of here and uh, I got to get ready to do drafting the circuits in 10 minutes. So I want you to mention all your social media and stuff before I let you go. So you guys can check me out at Riff Anime Instagram. And uh, my Facebook is Riff Anime. My YouTube is Riff Anime. And uh, my Twitter is Riff Anime. And I would say go ahead and check it out while you can because in a few weeks, months, all that content is going to be completely different. So go check it out while you can. Screenshot what you can. Ooh, completely different. Uh-oh. Completely Uh-oh. different. Oh, you got me be, you got me interested we're be, here. We're going to be coming a whole new type of way. <laughs> oh, shoot. You got me interested. Okay. Okay. I'm be waiting now. I'm going to have to get yep, you yep, I'm going to yep. have to get you back on to unveil and talk about the I would the love new. to, bro. Oh man, yeah, drop me drop, yeah, drop me a PM cuz I really want to be involved with that one when you when you ready to unveil um, I really uh-huh. would like to see it because um, uh, you're doing good things, and you know I like I like Thank you. I like I like when youth of Brockton is doing a lot of positive stuff, you know, and we've got some stories coming up in that. So, um, dude, I want to thank you for coming on the show, Clay. Rift Anime is the name of his business. Check out the comic book, and um, real quick, what what are you uh, looking forward to? Um, are you a Godzilla fan? Uh, you want to know what? I actually am a Godzilla fan. I haven't seen too many films, but I actually love Godzilla. Like he's like my favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite movie um characters. We're going. Well, I got look, look right here. Yes, sir. This Saturday, this Saturday, Godzilla minus one, and I'll be talking about that in the news booth coming up. But Godzilla minus one this Saturday in Randolph. There's like eight of us, seven of us going to see this movie. <laughs> Y'all going deep. <laughs> oh, we going, we going real deep. We going real deep. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clay, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Rift the Anime. So much, Rift Magazine comic, um, graphic novel. Um, yes, hey, hey, there hey. you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Show them, man. This is good Screenshot stuff, it while man. you can. Screenshot it while you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, like I said, I grabbed my copies. I grabbed my copies with a quickness when you came on the show. So I definitely the collector's sure. items now, man. Oh, sh- oh, shoot! So you really change? You get ready to really change it up. It's collector's oh. items. Did I, did I sign them for you? Uh, you know what? Let me check and see, cause I don't think so. I think I just ordered, and they just they got shipped to the house. Okay, I'll all right, we'll have to you. hook up. Yeah, we'll have to hook up. Yeah, we'll have definitely, to link up. definitely just link up. Me, so bro. I want to th- thank Clay for coming on the show. Gonna take a quick break. We're gonna be back to get ready to close out the show. And uh, we got drafting the circuits coming up at 8.30. So let me take a quick break here. 
and we're going to be right back. Bye, guys. Thanks, bro. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Same to you, bro. Same to you. You too. Peace. You can't use bribery. You thought I was a sheep and I would fall in line. But a real much tell it like it is. That's why this here's my time. Y'all out here, I should ever love it. I had to make that real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, thank you for hanging on with me. We got to get into this show, though. We got to get right into the news booth. 7.50, 10 minutes. What's going on, Dougie? I see you guys out there. In the news booth, bam, 30-mile walk challenge. Stop soldier suicide. I'm walking 30. I'm actually over the 30 miles. I killed it. I'm, I'm over the 30 miles for the month, um, and I'm still walking. Um, I'm still walking. Um, to raise money for 30 miles to stop suicide, soldier suicide, please donate. Um, they actually sent me a shirt for reaching $100. They actually sent me a shirt. Um, I'll be posting the new pictures of me wearing the shirt um, probably within the next week or so. Um, this weekend was the 37th annual Brockton Holiday Parade Celebration. 37 years. John Marion of Marion Tuxedo. He was the organizer of all these parades over the years. He was actually the, the the grand marshal for this parade. So it was great to see John Marion, the grand marshal this year. He's deserved, well-deserved to have that this year. Hornstra Farms, which took over in Whitman. They're, they're, look, they were supposed to have a soft opening after Peaceful Meadows closed and they acquired Peaceful Meadows. They were supposed to have a soft opening. Nope, no such thing, people. No soft opening for them. Homestead Dairy Farms was packed, busy. Um, they had a ton of stuff out there for people. Um, eggnog, fresh eggnog. They were doing pies. Man, they were killing it, killing it. So you want to head on down there. They're open for business. Homestead Farms, um, Dairy Farms since 1915. They've been in business. Also, Toyota is boosting, uh, boasting about a new battery. Um... They're saying that their new EV that they've got out there right now, they're going to be putting out there, is... Okay, here it goes, people. They're boasting 745 miles on a 10-minute charge. This is what they're saying, Toyota. 745 miles on a 10-minute charge. That's a game changer. That's a game changer. Because the whole argument with people were was that EVs is 300 to 350 miles on a full charge. And people were complaining about that. And it was like, well, 350 miles is what you get before you have to stop at the gas station and fill up anyway. So that argument is is stupid, people. When you, when you throw that out there about EVs not being as efficient, well, now they've got double that where you have to charge. 745 miles on a 10-minute charge. Well, think about that. Toyota is boasting that, and Hyundai is right behind them. Supposedly, Hyundai has a battery. What's going on, Mark Blair? I see you in the chat. Also in the news booth, a Japanese company has awarded 
non-smoking employees for six extra vacation days to compensate for all them dumbass breaks you smokers take at work that be pissing everybody off. You know who you are. You know who you are. We get 10-minute coffee break. Everybody got their 10-minute coffee break. Then 10 minutes after coffee break, you outside in the cold. And then you come back in three, four, five times a day. <laughs> Cigarette break. While us non-smokers, we get the two 10-minute coffee breaks and our 30-minute lunch break. <laughs> yep. So some Japanese company has decided to compensate non-smoking employees six extra days. Now that's lucky because here in, here in Brockton, to be honest, if you're a police officer, if you're a firefighter, you're actually not supposed to smoke because um, smoking leads to diseases and it, and, it, and it boosts up the cost of health insurance. So realistically, if you're a, a, um, like a cop or a firefighter, you're really not even supposed to be smoking in some cities because um, you can lose your benefits. In the legal booth, Daryl Hall files a restraining order against Sean Oates from doing songs that they made popular together. This is this is some petty, petty ass stuff to the point where I just want to tell Daryl Hall, do something else, do something else. That's it. That's all we want. Do something else! Holy Do something else! Y'all made those hits together! Bro, what's so what's so wrong about him doing a song that y'all did together to make a little money on the side, bro? You you did the songs together, so what if he wants to do man either? And you all are broken up and you all are doing solo tours. What so what? You could do man either too and you can make your money. Come on now, that's just that's some petty. That's petty bullshit right now. That's petty stuff right now. Stop it, Daryl. Stop it. In the entertainment booth, Alexis Turner of Brockton, nine years old. She was in Good Burger 2. It debuted on the 22nd on Paramount Plus. Or no, Peacock. It actually debuted on Peacock. And Alexa actually played Ketchup, who was the daughter of Ed. If you guys know Good Burger, welcome to Good Burger. Can't take your order. Ed picked up the franchise, he owned the franchise, and he named all his kids after condiments. <laughs> and Alexis was ketchup. I actually reached out to her mom, and we tried to, <laughs> tried to see if we can get her on the booth. Um, Dougie Fubar Studio, he's asking, who owns the rights? Who owns the rights? Uh, who owns the rights to the songs? Um, Daryl Hall does because he, he wrote the songs. Yes, he, he wrote the songs, so he does own the rights, but it's still, for me, it's being petty. It's being petty. If you, if you're in the Jackson five and Tito wrote almost all this, you know what I'm saying? It's pe that's, that's petty to me. That's petty to me. You both, you both put in the work. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Daryl Hall wrote them songs. But without John Oates, them songs wouldn't have been them songs. You would just be going around the country singing Caddyshack. Oh no, no, that's actually that was actually Kenny Loggins. My bad. My bad. Caddyshack was Kenny Loggins. Daryl Hall had nothing to do with that. Daryl Hall, I don't even think Daryl Hall had a solo song. I don't even I don't even think Daryl Hall had a solo solo song. Um in the entertainment booth.
Also, Bray Wyatt is rumored to be fast-tracked into the WWE Hall of Fame. If you guys remember this year, Bray Wyatt suffered a heart attack and uh, passed away, leaving behind a wife and a child. So the word is, is that this year he will lead the nominee inductee nominations for WWE Hall of Fame 2024. I'm not mad at that. I, I don't think anybody in the wrestling world, AEW, NJPW, any, anybody, I don't think anybody would argue or disagree with that. I, I am all for him being fast-tracked. Uh, Survivor Series was this past weekend. If you guys saw the Survivor Series, the men war games was crazy. It was crazy. Um, it didn't disappoint. <laughs> it blew up the, it broke the internet. It, it's legit. The numbers are in. I watched Raw last night. Survivor Series broke the internet because of one man. CM Punk. CM Punk. Now, three people actually came back. R-Truth came back, which was funny as hell. And then that man up there, Randy Orton, he came back. And then CM Punk came back and was on Raw last night talking about, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. <laughs> well, you know who was bothered by that? Matt Riddle was bothered by it. Matt Riddle actually tweeted and said, hey, WWE, you thought I was hard to deal with? Laughing, crying emoji. Have fun with the zero and two CM Punk. And he tagged CM Punk. Matt Riddle, okay, let, let's get into this tweet right here. <laughs> let's get into this tweet right here by Matt Riddle. First of all, Matt Riddle. Zero and two. You're making a reference to the man's record in the UFC. Has absolutely nothing to do with what this man has done for professional wrestling. Absolutely nothing. So why would you even mention the 0-2 UFC record? That means you're being petty. Petty as Daryl Hall. Because <laughs> Matt Riddle, we all know the reason why you're not in the WWE. The reason why you're not in the WWE is because you were sent off to rehab. You came back and you got into the crap again after doing a rehab stint. And you got also but under an accusation of sexual assault. Which is why the WWE dropped your ass. So that's the hard to deal with they're talking about. CM Punk has anger issues, supposedly, from if you're listening to Mr. Khan. Um, but that's still, a lot of people debate that that really didn't happen the way it went down. Um, CM Punk is also older and has matured. People can change, like Triple H said during the press conference. So, Matt Riddle, you may want to start being, <laughs> being petty. <laughs> being petty. Uh, the women in the Survivor Series. Oh, ho, 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 ho. the women held it down. The women held it down. That match was insane. Io Sky came off the top of the cage with a friggin' garbage can on her head. Off the top of the cage. Also, the women's match was the opening match, which I thought was kind of crazy, but then it paid off because it was the most viewed opening match outside of WrestleMania. That is insane. And you guys see me right here? 
Bushwhackers, the brothers, bring them back. One of them passed away. One of the Bushwhacker brothers passed away. Um, actually, last last year, I want to say. It was last year. Um, this weekend, got my Godzilla shirt on right here for you. Man, oh man, oh man. Godzilla minus one has opened up in Japan. It's been open since the first week of November in Japan. It debuted here in America, only in California. Tomorrow night is fan fest night for Godzilla here in the country. Um, it opens up at selected theaters tomorrow in certain um, cities. And um, here's the thing, people, with Bo Godzilla. <laughs> Over in Japan, Godzilla Minus One is nominated for Best Picture. Best Director, Best Actor, and Best Supporting Actress for the 48th Film Hoochie Film Award. Hoochie Film Awards. This is the equivalent of the Academy Awards. A Godzilla film. Nominated for four of those categories is insane. So this Godzilla, this Godzilla must be crazy. To get those type of nods in Japan. So we'll know. Because Saturday we're going. Seven deep. Uh, Sean John will no longer be sold at Macy's. Puffy's problems. Sean Combs problems. Are now bleeding over into his brand. Macy said it's phasing it out. It will no longer be sold. Welcome to Marshalls. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Marshalls Sean John. Ocean State job lot. <laughs> Uh, Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy is in talks to play the villain in MCU's Fantastic Four. For those who don't know this, because um, y'all 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 get triggered over some dumb things. Anya Taylor-Joy, who I'm not I'm not even sure of who she is. I know she I heard she was in New Mutants and a couple other things. I'd never even seen any of her things before, but she's in talks. To play Silver Surfer. Now there was a female version of Silver Surfer on Earth 829 called Jorah. And on Earth 6116, which everyone's familiar with, is Norman Rad. Now people forget we have the multiverses in We've always known that. Anybody who's read the comic books, the watchers oversee this. Uh, but people are already triggered. People already triggered. They're already accusing Marvel of gender swapping Jorah for a narrative. No, no. There was a female Silver Surfer. I saw one person go out there and say, I'm not accepting this. You're making Silver Surfer a female, and Silver Surfer was never a female ever, 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 ever. Silver Surfer was a female. Read your comic books. <laughs> Y'all get triggered for the little stupidest dings, man. Stupidest stuff. Also, AI. <laughs> AI was asked to create the Mona Lisa. Take a good look at that picture. AI was asked to create the Mona Lisa. And it did. This is what AI thought from spending all this time on the internet with us and everything we watch and what we do. This is what the AI thought Mona Lisa would look like recreated. 
That's why I'm not mad at AI right now. Because <laughs> uh, they, they're probably showing you the version of what every man probably thinks of what the Mona Lisa should look like. But for me, I saw this picture and I'm like, damn, Mona Lisa, you look, Mona Lisa looks mad familiar. Who does the Mona Lisa look like? Who's AI maybe possibly infatuated with? Could it be Lily from AT&T, the AT&T girl who's like the low-key secret hottie? Don't lie. Y'all seen Lily on the AT&T commercials. Y'all seen her. And you always like, damn, I wonder what she really looks like dressed. Well, there she is. Is Lily from the AT&T commercials. Looking like the Mona Lisa. You all won't be looking at the ATT commercials the same way after seeing that one, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, man. Let's get into the sports booth, Fatal 6. I got to blow through this stuff. In the sports booth, Brockton Junior Boxes, raffle giveaway. Baskets will proceed to send these ladies to Orlando, Florida for the cheerleading competition. Brockton Junior Boxes, please, 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 $20 to buy a ticket or scan the codes for Venmo and Cash App. Also in the news booth, in sports booth, Patriots lost <laughs> to the Giants. But oh, they didn't lose. Let's, let's just, because 98.5, Leroy Urban and all these guys, they were out there and they already called it after the game. They already called it. They, they, it's now, they feel like it's definitive proof. Patriots didn't lose to the Giants on Sunday, 10-7. I hate to say this. Patriots tanked. Had a chance to win the game twice, messed up twice, and then blew a field goal to tie the game to send it into overtime. A, a, a field goal. Short distance. People are saying that the team is tanking. That's the word now. Belichick walked right off the interview. Partway through. Um, the reporters... The, the beat reporters, who we all know are all on the payroll anyway, pretty much most of them, um, they, they don't ask the tough questions. The questions were all kind of fluff questions. Um, but a lot of people here in sports radio and a lot of people are, are talking that T word. A lot of people are saying this has been going on for the last two weeks. Because everybody was like confused when they lost in Germany to the Colts before the bye week. And everybody was all confused then. And they, that was another game that they could have they could have won. They could have beat the Colts in Germany. But then it was some stuff that you were like, what the, what the F is, like the play calling. Like, like in Germany, they had 167 yards on the ground. They went away from the run game and lost. And it was the same thing here. The Giants couldn't stop the run. Ezekiel Elliott had 4.4. No, Ezekiel Elliott was averaging five yards per carry. Rodri Stevenson was averaging 4.4 yards per carry, yet you went away from the run. And you lose 10-7 on a missed field goal. The T word is real, people. Tanking is real. Biden bombshells. Uh, there wasn't much for Biden this week. Why? Because everybody attended Jimmy Carter's wife's funeral. The first lady, Rosalind Carter, passed away. Last week, everybody was there to support Jimmy Carter and his wife. And as I mentioned on this show last week, Rosalind Carter was a big, big part of bringing mental health awareness to the masses. Um, she was the first first lady to, to speak on and to bring up that whole topic of mental health. 
awareness and that they able to funnel a lot of programs that were unfortunately ended later on, which is why we have all the mental health issues out on our streets and out in society that we Hey, uh, Dave Haggerty, what's going on? Thank you for dropping into the chat. Also, uh, the Hamas Israel conflict, 53 days, 53 days into this mess over there. Well, guess what? There's a ceasefire and the ceasefire has been extended. Um, the fifth group of hostages has been released and they've agreed to extend the ceasefire. I think the original ceasefire was for four days and they've agreed to extend this release, uh, this ceasefire. And so they can release, um, more hostages. So let's applaud that. Let's applaud that and hope they're headed in the right direction. Again, I got to thank everybody for tuning in the show, hanging out with me, watching the show. Here's my outro banners popping up here um all the people that support the show with the beanies that i talked about that were sold out that went bye-bye fast <laughs> fast um also the shows that i produce i'm going to be changing those up soon because i've got some new shows to add and some shows that are going to be going away um but it's good stuff there maddie c sports for you and me um happy hour with lido fubar studios we've got homeward heroes salute podcast platinum city gaming 75 cent wings Every NFL football game. Wow, we're at week 12. How much time left? Also, stop soldier suicide. Walk one mile a day. 30 miles is what you have to walk. I'm, I'm already over. Already over. Two more days left. Make a donation. Music night, November 30th, 7 to 9. 31 Watch Street, North Attleboro. Make sure to check this event out. Featuring Music Man, Brian Katie Welch. And we've got two days left to buy a bag at Stop and Shop where they will donate a dollar from the price of the bag to veterans. Um, there's two days left on that. The end North, uh, I think I want to say it's uh, New Bedford. New Bedford Pack Holiday Festival takes place Sunday, December 3rd, 11 to 4 p.m., 639 Orchard Street. Toys for Tots, Boom Squad Radio. Viana Marie will be performing on November well, November 5th to December 8th, you want to donate a toy and drop a toy off. But December 8th is the event in Viana Marie. Bam, right there. We'll be performing December 8th, 7 p.m. She will be the headliner. Also, donate now. Dollar Sign Boom Squad Radio Show, Toys for Tots. And here in Brockton, um, this event will be taking place December 15th. This will be put on by Fire Winds of Hope. It's their seventh annual holiday of hope. And also, um, this here is uh, another Christmas toy donation. Drop-off location, 294 Winthrop Street. This is to help residents of Houghton. Um, and then there's another one here in Brockton. The African American Association of Brockton presents City Christmas Toy Donation. Please drop your emails to the email listed below. There's a phone number to call. Also, New England Lobsters kick off their season next year here in Brockton. The New England Lobsters. Oh, no, Chowderheads. New England Childerheads. My bad. My bad. Lobsters was the name I had put in. And then the 2024 Influencer Awards, May 18th, 2024, is when it takes place. Viana Marie is nominated for Best Female Hip Hop Artist, Remy TV Influencer Awards. Also, Kimberly Ann Empowerment Photography. Check out Kimberly Ann Empowerment Photography if you get some photos done, ladies. It'll make you feel comfortable. That's it. That's it. We are out of here. It's 8 13. Good stuff, great stuff, and um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in the show, hanging out with me for tonight. 
And um, I got to get ready to get off the air because I got drafting the circuits coming up at 8.30, people. 8.30, drafting the circuits, closing out their season. It's good stuff. I got to rush out of here, get going. SpongeBob, do me a favor. You can take all these people here in the chat home, but um, if you want to hang around and watch drafting the circuits, you most certainly can. But other than that, SpongeBob, do me a favor. Take those who want to leave home. See you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics instead. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, meow. You guys, meow. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, bitch, you don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing. And I gotta hit now for these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing, cause I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit, cause I got my own now. I get hot, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's who is it, I come. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's who is it, I come.